Hello listeners, I'm your host Ziad Matar and I would like to welcome you all to the Wirelessly Yours podcast where I talk about everything tech, business and design. On each episode, I invite some of the brightest minds to join me and discuss cutting-edge technologies, emerging business models and the latest design trends that are transforming our world and shaping the future. Wirelessly Yours. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this new episode of the Wirelessly Yours podcast. I'm your host Ziad Matar and it's my pleasure today to welcome Saad Umairani co-founder and CEO of Protein Bake Shop. We're going to talk about food, food, and lots of food. Uh, Sad, welcome to LSE Yours. I'm very happy that we managed to find the time uh, to do this. You're a very busy guy. Uh, so tell us a little bit about your background, uh, what brought you uh, here, and then we'll talk a little bit about the food next. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for having me. I'm so, so, so happy to be here with you, Ziad. Uh, my background is very confusing. I mean, it's, it's such a long background, it's so confusing. I, <laughs> I actually uh, uh, engineer by education and kind of finished en- engineering, realized I didn't want to do it anymore. Uh, engineer, I didn't have a choice, right? Uh, brown father, you, you can only be a doctor, lawyer, or engineer. Everything else doesn't make sense, so, so I picked yeah. engineering. Uh, finished it, realized I don't want to do it anymore. I joined investment banking. I did investment banking uh, for about a year. Realized I got bored and then joined the family business. Uh, didn't know what I was doing and kind of started building technology. Uh, not by choice, but more by coincidence to stumble upon it and credit rating technologies for the banks. Uh, came a point I realized that, you know, being in the family business, you never grow up because you yeah. never control the bank account, you never control the money. And if you don't control the money, I don't think, you know, we grow up. So I said, I want to do something on my own. My father said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to do venture capital. Uh, uh-huh. So he said, okay, do that. So I did venture capital for one and a half year. Uh, <laughs> I realized there that your return comes after seven to eight years because I was deploying money on behalf of my family. So there was no uh, you know, management fee of 2% that usually the funds have. It's like, hey, when you make a return, then you, when you make an exit, then you get the money there. That's a seven or eight year journey. I was like, what am I going to do for seven or eight years? How am I going to sustain myself? They didn't tell uh, you that in the brochure, right? <laughs> no. They- <laughs> They didn't say everybody's going to want to be your friend, and that was true, and all the glamour. You're busy now. Exactly. Yeah. So much vanity, you know, it's, it's great, like, you know, that's how we started. And then you realize, oh, man, like, you know, you have to make money as well, you know, vanity is not free. And so, so, so uh, at that point, you know, I was actually uh, got into fitness a little bit. I had, I, I went to nutritionist Rashi. And we became, yeah. we became very, very good friends. Rashi at that point had a company. I was not a part of it, Protein Big Shop. She started from, from her kitchen. And, uh, you know, she was making it for her clients. Her clients, mainly of, you know, Middle Eastern background, same problem. You know, we can eat healthy, but, you know, we have a sweet tooth. We want our snacks, we want our sweets at, the, at night after watching TV. We can't give that up. We can give everything else. So we can have that guys and we can give up the bread, but we the sweets. So she started making this in her kitchen. And I just kind of, you know, being in the venture space, I was advising her and uh, where they came to a conclusion where she said, look, I, I'm a product person, I'm not a business person. I can build a great product, I can have the right macros, but I don't know about this whole scaling business, you know, supply chains and, you know, sourcing, and, you know, distributors. I don't understand it, it's overwhelming. And I'm not a product person. So it was just a, it was just a match made in heaven, right? So I said, listen, she said, why don't you come help me run the business? And I said, I'd love to. And, and that protein bake shop was born into a formal business. We set up the license in the bank account and took it from there. Uh, and it was a hobby initially. Yeah. Uh, and that hobby, we kept running it for a year as a hobby and we started adding structure to it, you know, 
bank accounts started happening, licenses, approvals, barcodes. We didn't have barcodes at the back of the boxes. If we register for those barcodes, so started started doing that. And this came across. Actually, at that point, my father's very very good friend. He was Aziz. He was the managing director of General Mills, and he said, you know, he called Rashi and I one day. He saw the product and he said, this is such a great product. You should do this full time. And he asked me. He spoke to me first. He said, "Listen, this is such a great product. You know, it's so much potential. You should do this product full time." And and I said, um, "I'm in the venture business. I'm cool. You know, yeah. uh, no one's gonna hurt <laughs> me. Gonna, my friend. I'm not gonna get my hands in the kitchen. Come on, a chocolate company. Like I'm not gonna be cool. No one's gonna want me on panels. No one's gonna invite me to dinners and be my friend. You know, like <laughs> what, what is this? Like chocolate balls. Look at you so. on the wireless ears podcast. See, <laughs> imagine that." <laughs> Only guy making chocolate balls on this one. So we're talking so, about that for sure. <laughs> Everyone's doing like cool fintech, you know, like APIs. Everybody's doing yeah, like you NFT know, insurance, and NFT, and you know they're talking about this like complicated stuff. And then I go, "What do you do?" I say, "Hey, I just make protein balls." And they're like, "Oh, that's so cute," you know. And so <laughs> lifestyle business—that's so, what they call it, right? Yeah. So he told me something. He said to me, "He said to me, uh, he said, look, and this kind of resonated with me a lot. He said, no matter what you do." If you are the best at it, you are sexy. If you are the best at what you do, you are going to be on every panel. You can you can collect trash and be the best at it. You're like Dalsco. You are a multi-billion-dollar company. You will be on panels. You will you will be the mover and shaker. You know. Uh, so so uh, that kind of resonated. And then you know here we are a couple of years later. At that point, I said, look, if I have to run this business, I need four hundred thousand dollars to raise. And so he wrote the first check, <laughs> and then. I just like messaged my friends. Hey guys, I think we'll run this company full time as CEO. What are your thoughts? Hey, we'll write your check. And so it was like Gaurav and you know Hubertus, all the friends that they just kind of like it was like a like a big uh, you know kitty party, you know. And uh, we raised forty thousand dollars, friends and family and foods, and not so much foods, but no, not anymore. You know, the hindsight now, foods. But yeah, <laughs> at that time, foods. Yeah. Uh, so they wrote the check, and you know, here we are. I mean, three years, three and a half years later. We're in almost eight countries. Uh, you know, we're the leaders uh, in market share in the in the heavy food and fitness category in the UAE. Actually, and, uh, and 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 you know what? We, we we're still in the introduction of the of the of this episode, and we already have like a few highlights. Like, so let me just capture a few things that resonate because we always talk. We we met at uh, at uh, the Thai Dubai Summit uh, where where you mm. came as an entrepreneur as a VC at the time, if you remember. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, so that was your, you know, your first uh, goal achieved. But uh, it, it's very funny what you said at the beginning uh, that uh, you know, having a brown father, uh, we're expected to become an engineer, a lawyer, or a doctor. And I think that's one of the biggest missions that we do in Thai, as a, you know, to to help entrepreneurs and help people in this part of the world, particularly understand that hey, there is another way of 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 being successful. You don't necessarily need to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an engineer. You can actually also start your own business, uh, work with your sweat equity. In this case, get money from investors or uh, or friends and family, and then build something uh, out of it. So that that was quite uh, interesting. And you know, I think the fact that you're doing it, and as as your first investor said, uh, if you do it and if you're best at it. Uh, you will get the spotlight. Uh, probably will not even have any more time for the spotlight, but you will get the spotlight. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's good. I mean, it's, amazing. It's, it's it's funny how things just move opposite. You know, it's it's crazy. Like you know, you see, I used to say this at this discussion. You see, like these hundred people on panels. You know, and then the more the companies start growing, the more you start stop seeing them. But when yes. you are like kind of building something, you want to be there. 
when you're there, yeah. you're like, I don't want to be there. I don't have time for this, right? It's such a crazy journey, you know. Uh, and and uh, yeah, I mean, my journey has been opposite, actually. You know, <laughs> I, I went from family business, you know. Uh, I was married when I was 23. I got oh. divorced. I, I moved into my family's basement, you know. I started, I became, sorry, I became a VC. Then I left that. I went to the basement. Then I became an entrepreneur. It's like usually you go from the basement to entrepreneurship, to VC, to married, to family business. This is the journey. Mine is the complete opposite. I'm like, I'm like in the base. I just got out of the basement recently. You know? So it's like it's, it's it's been a crazy opposite journey for me. But but it's also this is usually you know what the, the, the section that we call business unusual because it's not it's not usual anymore. You're trying also I think to box yourself or, or label the phases. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of blending, and you are still a VC. You are still in the family. They didn't disown you. Uh, you awesome, know, and yeah. you know that's why you didn't invest in Hayhot staff at the time, right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, we had to change the name of the company. We will talk about that later. But uh, uh, but this it's a blurring of the line. So how do you manage that also in your mind conceptually? As okay, right now I'm I'm looking at barcodes and uh, you know nutrition labels and shipments from. I don't know where to, I don't know where. And at the same time, oh, I sit on the board of this other company because I have invested in them uh, through enabling uh, futures. Yeah. Uh, and oh, by the way, I'm starting a third company or a fourth company. So now we're back into the idea deck and validation, et cetera, et cetera. So how do you balance all of that? Give us some practical tips yeah. and tricks, not, not, the, not, the, not the panel stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, uh, you know, in the future, I don't, I don't invest anymore. You know, focus is super, super, super important. You really need to focus. You know, and and this is a very loose focus because you know when we're young and we're doing new things, everything just seems exciting. Everybody who walks to the door talks about the next idea, like, oh my God, it's going to build a unicorn. You know, oh this is great. Oh that's great. You know, <laughs> and uh, as as enabling future, we did a, I did a lot of investments. I was 25, 26 at the time. You know, uh, and did a lot of investments and lost most of the money. Uh, chasing ideas, you know, chasing yeah. really, really good. I oh, this idea, and I realized that you know it's not the idea, and it's the entrepreneur. You know, a, a bad entrepreneur cannot build a good product, but a good entrepreneur can build a bad product, right? I mean, most of the things you see around us are not like oh my god, highly innovative, game-changing, SpaceX. You know, they're quite actually simple ideas. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, you see Bait.com. What is that? Like, this is a job portal, but it's done so well, right? Like you know. Uh, my favorite example is Salt Burgers. You see this, you know, it's just a burger chain, but it's done so well. Like, what is so innovative, you know? Uh, so, 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 what are these guys doing? That's oh my god, so different that they're succeeding, right? Like, they're just they're just very passionate about what they do, and it's the entrepreneur at the end. Now, from my side, the balancing act is I don't do investments anymore in the future. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I help. I work with entrepreneurs to set up. Like, when I became a venture builder, and okay. what you see is that. That the time consumption in a company does not happen in strategy; it happens yeah. in execution, right? And when you have experienced many things, you know the strategy, right? So after working with, like, let's say, 20 coffee chains and 450 gyms and 30 retailers in the region, you know that these three will drive the business. So yeah. your strategy is: let's be in these three. Now, to execute that strategy, will take you six months. Right, knocking doors, meeting, negotiation. Can we do this? Can we do that? So, for customers, pay me now, pay me later. Hundred percent. So that's the time consumption part. The time consumption part is not uh, the strategy bit, right? Strategy bit is just experience, right? So it's like our strategy can be, hey, yeah, why don't you spend ten thousand dirhams on Instagram? 
That's the strategy, right? That takes a minute. Now, to figure out how to spend that correctly, design the artwork, which target audience, which country, which is working, which is converting, which is to spend, which, you're going to spend six months to come and figure out which ads are working. And then so tweak that, that strategy three, three times along the way, by the way, right? 100%, 100%. But the strategy course is the same. You have to invest in Instagram. So the balancing yeah. act you realize is when you happen is that you know the strategy in your sleep. But the new entrepreneur, what essentially you're doing is just helping them to stop making mistakes that you made. So you say, don't do this, just do that. And they'll say, okay. And that takes six months, three months for them to do, right? Uh, even the branding takes four months to do. So you can say, let's do a new branding. Oh, that's a strategy. I don't like the brand. Okay, six, four months gone. So as long as you're not involved in the execution, you're really not spending time on the business, True. right? So so, so, so a couple of hours uh, a month is what these businesses really need, you know, because the rest of the 24 hours a day is what the CEO is executing. I'm not CEO of any of the businesses except BBS, where I get to the grunt work. All right, very good. And uh, so th that's the focus part, the, the what I call the, the F word, right? Uh, yeah. Let's talk about PBS a little bit more. We, what, what's, I mean, at the beginning, as you said, it was a great idea and there was a huge gap in the market. Uh, with time, uh, we know that there are alternatives. Uh, first of all, there are, you know, uh, various uh, food trends happening nowadays, you know, from vegan to, uh, uh, you know, gluten-free to, to, to all of this. So how do you keep up? With, with the demand side. And the next question, maybe we'll come to it after, is how do you keep up with competition uh, as well? So maybe start at the, of the demand. So you mean the pro demand, you mean the product, right? Like how do we build the product? product? Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah. So the, look, the, the, I, what the market I, needs. So, so, so in, in, in all honesty, I really am not a product person. My, my co-founder, Rashi, who started the company, she's the product person, so she makes the product. The most I know is this tastes good and this doesn't taste good. That's the maximum feedback I'll probably give her. You know, oh man, a bit more sweeter, a bit more darker. Uh, but you know, we we because she's such a such a focused product person, we sit down and we discuss what is a trend and what is here to stay, right? Uh, and which trend do we want to be part of, and where do we want to stay, right? Where do we define us? Everybody defines themselves in a certain segment, right, of the business. Uh, paleo was a trend, where is it, you know, people are saying ketogenic is a trend, like it came such a big way, now where is it, right? But for example, protein is here to stay. Protein has been there for maybe, you know, last 30 years, it's still here, you know, since Arnold Schwarzenegger talking about protein, you know. So, so, so that's, for example, here to stay. So, so we keep these things in mind, we say what's important to us, you know, macros, nutrition, what is our focus, and, and PBS's focus is very clear, we are actually not a pre or post workout snack, so we're not high protein kind of snack, we are better for you. So we're the everyday better alternative. And protein ratio, we believe in actually making, you know, a healthy food that tastes good, the food that's, you know, made from ingredients found in your kitchen. So when you really read the label, it's, 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 it's chocolate, peanut butter, it's not E17, exotidol, asperitol, like, you know, all of these things you can't read. Uh, and as long as we stay true to our values, which is, you know, providing a better for you alternative to your chocolates, to your unhealthy snacks, made from products that you can find in your kitchen, we create those products. So we are not kind of, you know, focused at, oh, we're, we're, we're only this or we're only that, or, you know, we want to provide customers with a better alternative where they don't feel like they're, they have, they're not looking for the cheat day because the reason I want to cheat is because of the taste. But if I can replicate the taste and give you a healthy product, why would you cheat? So our vision is to remove this concept of cheat day. Every day should be, a, should be, Healthy and you should not feel like you need to cheat, you know, mm -hmm. and as long as our products fit that, then we are happy, then, then you're putting the show.
the ideal relationship in this case. But uh, what are then the you know the trends that you have seen in, in that uh, demand? Like you started with how many flavors? How many do you have now? How did you define yeah. these, new, uh, these new products? There is there is no answer, right? It's always trial and error. We had 32 products. We had bread, muffins, cakes, biscuits, bars, chocolate balls, squares, uh, chocolate bars. Like we had, man, we had everything. Cereal, like name it, right? That's how you and started in the beginning. That's how we started. Yeah, it was ah, a bakery. Okay. It was just a bakery. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We had no clue. Okay. We're just creating things we love. So, oh, maybe we can make a healthy cereal. And next day, we have a healthy cereal. There's no strategy. There's no, hey, what is the market size for this? And what is the market size for that? There was none of this. It was just like, man, I wake up in the morning and have a cereal. Can we make a cereal? And boom, we have a cereal. Uh, but when we raised the funding, we had to, we were, we had to uh, scale. We were thinking about scale. And to scale, you must be lean. So one of the things we decided was, and I actually wanted to have one product, but you know the, the team, the board didn't agree and said this is too ambitious because I said, look, how many Oreos are there, right? Yeah. This is one Oreo. Like I've been eating it since I'm, I'm born to now, same Oreo in the milk. This hasn't changed. It becomes thinner and fatter and that's about it, right? And I said, how many Reese's are there? There's one. How many Ferrero? There's one. Why can't we just have one product? You know, at that time, this was my thing, but the board agreed, no, we want flavor, we want variety, and then we had we created six products. And how we created those six was, very simply, was out of the 32, we saw which ones were doing the best, and we created six. Uh, the other thought process I had was that I said, you know, there's too many choices the customer makes. You know, first of all, he's choosing to eat healthy. And healthy was new at that time. Nobody knew what the hell gluten-free was. Now everybody's gluten-free, like, you know. Nobody at that time, zoo, the, the, the groceries were like, what is gluten-free? Like, what is this thing? You don't, you don't understand it. It's a lot of education, but... You know, for me, the thing was, I said, the person is first making a choice to eat healthy. Then you're bombarding with choice of size. Then you're bombarding with, with taste, uh, with your know, number of pieces, with weight, with, you know, macros. So what I did was I said, listen, we need to, all of us together have to keep it at, you know, um, one, one price, one format, one size, one everything. And let the customer only decide on taste. You know, simplicity. and, and choice. simplicity, yeah. And this was like like a dollar store mentality I had, you know. I said, like, when I go to the dollar store, I'm not thinking everything is a dollar. You just buy whatever you want. And that's, that's, that's the idea. When the person just decide, I want to eat healthy. That's it. And every other decision is made. Just decide your taste. But, and, and so that's where we kind of really focused on this format and this style uh, of, of, the, of, the, of the product. And uh, when it is... Uh... Uh, when you reach the customer, uh, initially you were going uh, through stores, and I think uh, during the pandemic we, you, you changed. The beginning, the beginning of the restrictions and the lockdowns, you were moving into a direct-to-consumer model, right? Uh, how is it going right now? How, what's your uh, you know, channel to the user, to the, to the mouth? Uh, look, in the food business, no matter what we say, 80% uh, of things are always offline. Okay, like physical. the food business, physical, absolutely physical. Absolutely physical, yeah. yeah. Absolutely physical, yeah. So 80% of things are always physical. Um, so we are online and 20% and of our business is online, but we have to admit that most of it actually is physical. Uh, so we, we cannot ignore this, you know, uh, especially in the Middle East, even, even more so physical. So, 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 so. In the COVID times, we did go online, we did a lot of Instagram marketing, a lot of online marketing, a lot of all of that stuff we did. Um, but now that things are back to normal, physical is again taking off. And, and you, can't, you can't ignore that. You, know? you, you cannot, anywhere in the world, I think. You know? uh, 
I mean, the business split is like eight, 90 to 10 percent. 10 percent is online, 90 percent is offline. And uh, so that still goes through supermarkets, uh, restaurants, uh, sorry, not restaurants, cafes and uh, petrol stations, etc. Right. I guess this is where. Uh... Absolutely. Because, you know, uh, we are our, 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 our product is quite unique, you know, because we come in the pantry category where people buy bulk online and keep it in their pantry and they give it to the kids when they go to school or, you know, they keep it in their purse. Women keep it in their purses, guys keep it in their cars when they go to yeah. work. Uh, but we also impulse. So when I go to a Starbucks, like, what do I want to have, right? Like, I'm having a coffee. I don't want to have a croissant or a cake. Is there a healthy alternative? And, and there has to be an impulse category as well where you say, I want this now. And so we're there as well. Uh, the kind of shopping behavior here, at least in the Middle East, what we see is a lot of people shop physical. They go to Carrefour, they go to Spinney's, they want to shop there. So you have to be there. There is, there is, no, there is no alternative to those things. And let's talk a bit uh, about competition in the sector itself. Now, you know, I, you know, tell me, uh, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think, especially with the advent of you know cloud kitchens and uh, you know similar uh, concepts, and I don't like them by the way, I call them dark kitchens. Uh, anybody can you know do protein bowls, uh, right? Anybody can do anything practically. You don't even have to worry about the physical. Other people take care of it. It's a, it's a, of course a financial uh, arrangement, but. Uh, are you seeing competition there? What do you do to stay ahead of it? Uh, sometimes maybe established brands can come into that space. How are you building a little bit of that moat that we talk about in the digital world as well? Yeah, I mean, you touched on a lot of points. I think the first one is cloud kitchens. I mean, yeah. making the ball yourself. Look, you can make the ball in your house, don't even need a cloud kitchen. You know, the recipes yeah. at the back of the box, turn it around, mix the ingredients, coat it in chocolate, you have a protein ball. Really, this is not a, this is not a rocket science, you know? Uh, you can make it in a cloud kitchen, you make it, make it whenever. The same thing is with a t-shirt, right? So you can say, hey, Nike, I have a, I can buy the cloth from Pakistan because that's where your source is and I have a, a, a person who does sewing and he can make me a t-shirt. You can make it, but you're not Nike, you know? Uh, so, so making the product is the easiest part nowadays. Alibaba, you can make anything, you know? Um, so, so, so that is not the worry. The worry is, yes, there's a lot of competition coming in. The big guys not compete because healthy space is a, is a space of trust right it's like mars saying we're giving you a healthy bar you'd be like dude i don't trust this right that's your first kind of reaction right uh, it's yeah. like everybody's saying man this diet coke is not really healthy so there's a there's an issue there about credibility with the big brands yeah. they face you know they tried with the snickers or the protein bar i don't think i don't see in the market anymore so i don't know where that is but like i'm sure it's people like man what does snickers know about healthy right uh, yeah. For brands, okay, I'm, I'm brands, coming to you to cheat, right? So, yeah, exactly, hundred percent. And, right? and I trust you with the cheat day. I trust you with my cheat meal, but I don't trust yeah. you with the healthy side, right? So then you say, who is there? And then you find brands like us, who are the challenger brands, who are doing the kind of you know healthy thing. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 that's one. Now there is a lot of competition, but like every market, it's about positioning your brand and positioning yourself. Right, which is extremely important. So, so with our, with us, you know, being number one, we don't look at who's number two. We look at where we are going. Right, the number two is look at number one. So, so for us, education has been such a big part of things. Right, product innovation has been such a big part of things. You know, we have some really, really cool things coming up right now that we're so proud of. We can't share them, but you know, they'll tell you a bit about innovation. Our packaging is innovative. We have, we have trademarks on our packaging. Right, so all the way from there to all the way, the colors are trademarked, the box design is a trademark, so we have all of that registered trademarks with us, right? 
So that's also innovation. So we have to continue to be innovative. We have to continue to educate people. And people trust us because that's all we know how to do. Um, you know, um, there is Skechers and there is Nike. The person who wants Nike wants Nike. They trust, they love the brand, they love what it stands for. They won't buy Skechers for less than half the price. It's the same shoe. It's been the same factory probably. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's on the same line, right? But when you want a Nike, you want a Nike. And so that's the, uh, that, that, I mean, I, and I know the focus on the brand in your case is amazing and you do a great, uh, do a great job with that. Thank uh, you. I, I always, uh, you know, uh, repost some of your uh, uh, artwork and, you know, I always like to put actually, uh, I think it's the monocle of, uh, of foods, you know, it's such a nice crafted uh, brand and the packaging, as you said, uh, etc. We put a lot of, we put a lot of love into it. We put a lot, I mean, trust me, there is no strategy, just love. There is just what do we like? What do we want to make? And you, people can see that. Like you know, people see and people feel that that passion in the brand itself. You know, I don't have to tell them that, this; they can see it on the shelf. That is absolutely clear. Yeah. Do you see uh, possible declinations of that, or like um, variations on that, like outside of uh, of protein bowls? I know we said we have to focus. We only do protein bowls and we only do food. But you know, no, no, such we, a cool we brand. Just you know, the version of something, you know, the Red Bull of something. When are we launching your uh, racing team? I actually <laughs> previously the first uh, female rally driver in Saudi Arabia, so she's looking for really? a sponsor for Dakar. Uh, I would love to meet her actually. <laughs> okay, let's do that. <laughs> we would we would love to do this. I mean, look, we are we are similar to Red Bull model, right? I mean, you don't own the factory, nobody does, right? And uh, we don't own distribution, so we are really the product developers, the innovators, the designers. Uh, so that's a Red Bull model. It's the same. So so inshallah, one day we we, we want to. We want to, we want to be there, uh, and I don't see that they, they that they far from now. Uh, but you know, in product development, we already have spreads that we launched that are doing extremely well, and we have some other things in the pipeline where we will be launching newer newer formats than bowls. Before we talk about the future, I always uh, we have always a section that's called elephant in the zoom, and in this yeah. case, it's a very it's a relatively personal question, but it also you know applies to to you know many people. Uh, you, we talk about all the and all the oh it's about a lot of food and you need to do a lot of testing and uh, and and you know you need to be around kitchens and uh, a lot of chocolate and nuts etc. How do you keep fit? How do you do that balancing act? I have to be fit. You know, it's like it's like a personal trainer. He has to be fit for getting clients. You know, I can't go sell uh, protein balls and have a belly, right? People won't trust the product. So you have to be <laughs> always fit. <laughs> Well, it's lucky I'm in the, in the healthy food business, right? So it's not as it's not as bad as, pizza. as being in the, yeah, it's not as bad as being a pizza business. Uh, pizza I, I, I work out regularly. Yeah, I mean it's a good idea. <laughs> no, I actually uh, make sure I work out regularly. I make yeah. sure I'm in the gym every day at a certain time, um, and and you know I, I eat quite healthy. Uh, you know, and uh, it's very important. It's very important. You know, mental health is very important physical health is very important and i always make sure i prioritize them and as you get older and as you kind of do this kind of uh, you're entrepreneur for longer you realize that shit shit just gets worse and worse because you know initially you're really, oh you know when things get better i'll join the gym when things get better i will look after my health things are not getting better they just keep getting more and more and more screwed up you know the bigger the bigger you get the more yeah. the bigger your problems get and then you know like you just have to your skin has to get thicker and there comes a point where it's like, oh, the plane is crashing and you're going to shut this company. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to do my reps because this is everyday story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you yeah. just get more and more resilient as opposed to things getting easier. Things never get easier. Things never stop in entrepreneurship. Only you get more resilient, you know. So it's a perspective. 
Yeah, so this, so is, both, sure this is both physical wellness and uh, and mental wellness, actually. Yeah, That's yeah, you got to meditate, you got to get away from your emails, you got to do this, man. Otherwise, you'll get sucked into it so badly that you won't even know what it's you. And the more it's you take right. on, the more comes your way. The more That's you it. take on, the more comes your way. So you know, you say, oh man, if I do these eight things, I'm going to be good. Oh, there's going to be another eight things. So yeah. give yourself some time, take breaks, stay fit, go to the gym, stay sane, meditate. It's very important. Noted, noted. <laughs> Very good. Let's talk about the future a little bit. Uh, you know, we, uh, a few years ago, we did this uh, amazing roundtable around the future of food. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you managed to get some good ideas from that, or like 18, 20 very smart people around the, the table. Uh, but what, what, what are you bringing, uh, whether in uh, Prodi Bake Shop or beyond, that you can talk about today? It's so difficult, you know, this question kind of... Uh, what we're doing, I mean, it's it's such a fine line about being confidential, keeping your plans confidential. I mean, I don't mind talking about it, but you know, with respect to everybody involved in the company, I really can't say, but you know, there's innovation that we're going to be launching soon on our chocolate, you know, that we're going to be, be talking about. And people think of innovation as, you know, something like, uh, you know, completely out of this normal artificial intelligence. Yeah. No, it's not like that. You know, innovation can happen in very, very simple things, you know. I think sugar-free chocolate that we did was innovation, you know. Uh, making it that price point, making it to people accessible itself is innovation. So we have uh, we have something in the pipeline that we're trying to do on chocolate, which we're extremely, extremely proud of. As we're growing as a company, we're going more and more towards sustainability. We're going more and more, you know, towards helping the environment, you know, uh, and, and, and helping the, 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 the world around us as opposed to just kind of, you know, uh, growth, 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 growth like most companies. And that's now becoming exciting for us because we're in a position to make that difference, you know, because initially you have to help yourself before you help others. And I think now we're in that position to, to sort of make that change. Amazing. And outside of uh, Protein Bake Shop, I know you have some uh, cool products coming up as well. Yeah. Cool new brands. So yeah. What can we talk about today? Yeah, actually, my, I, 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 I'm part of this really, really cool brand that I really, really love. It's called Melange. And they're in unhealthy foods. Uh, they're indulgent. They're the cheat day. So uh, that's the cheat day. Hundred percent. Yeah. So that's okay. Everything in balance is good. You need to cheat. You need to indulge as well. You know, you can't just eat healthy all day, right? Uh, so you know, I realized that on in protein bake shop on the weekdays the revenue was quite good, and on the weekend it would go down, and then the weekday come back up. And I said, what is this down that's happening on the weekends? You know, why is the weekend so quiet? And it's like that because people on the weekend are just going out, chilling, partying. They want to indulge. They want to eat unhealthy. You know, mm-hmm. and I was at the stage of doing something unhealthy. So I said, so, you know, Nadia was such a, Nadia's been doing this company, Melange, for, for many years now. And I kind of went to her and Nadia, can we please do this together? You know, like, okay. you have such a great product. I have no idea about product. You have such a fantastic product. I cheat on your product all day. Can you turn this to a company? Like a proper, full-blown company. And she said, she was hesitant. So for one year, one, two years, she didn't say anything. And then she came back and said, okay, let's do this. And uh, we got, we, we, Melange was born. And uh, Melange is... It's just a sweet shop. It's uh, what is it exactly? It's cakes. It's uh, this cakes, cakes, pure. cakes, desserts, and completely opposite ethos as PBS, right? And it, uh, on it's a one store, uh, or is it an online uh, uh, proposition? So you know, we as 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 entrepreneurs, we don't have a lot of money. So we started off as a of of online proposition, e-commerce only. We did a okay. pop up in Bloomingdale's at Dubai Mall. That was a super successful pop-up. And now we opened a small central, a cake studio in Business Bay. Uh, ah. A very beautiful, simple hole in the wall. 
and uh, that was just for production purposes but we turned it into a, a, a cafe because we got all our stuff back from Bloomingdale's which we invested in. So oh. once that came back we just deployed it into our cake studio and became a cafe all of a sudden. Nice. So, nice. so 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 that's there and where we have other melanges uh, planned in the pipeline so that will be super exciting and super interesting. So and, other, uh, melanges, uh, other melange locations or other products on the melange? Because melange can, no, other can melange, be a cake, but probably melange, can be a sandwich, right? No, melange is actually just focused on desserts. So they're focused on desserts. desserts. Cakes is their core business. Then they have cookies and tarts, but mainly cakes, mainly okay. indulgent cakes and coffee. Uh, so uh, the, the, the business model is also completely opposite of protein based, right? It's like fully owned production. B2C directly, no retailer in the middle, you know, uh, physical, two-day shelf life as opposed to the important issue of long shelf life, no shipping, physical everywhere. So it was just such a big learning for me as well. I've never done physical, right? And it was kind of me as, a, as an entrepreneur even challenging myself, thinking that, you know, maybe I just got lucky with Protein Big Shop, you know. Uh, do I know something? Was I just in the right place at the right time and things just happened? Yeah. And uh, Milan was such a big learning for me where I said, no, man, I know, I know something, you know, because I can make this work as well. That means I must know something. Right. And uh, so, 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 yeah, it's, it's been a great journey with our company as well. I really, really love it. You know, you go have a coffee in your own space. It's a really different feeling. Very nice. And uh, you to, uh, before we wrap up, you know, what's your favorite uh, flavor of uh, protein uh, bake shop bowls and there is only one correct answer you know it of course and i'm not sure if my peanut butter is my favorite ah okay we're gonna have to find another company now <laughs> i'll give you another chance to get the right answer so where do you hire all the best staff in melange the best what? the best staff? staff at melange where do you hire them from Coconut juice. Exactly. Now you got the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Thanks a lot, Saad. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening to this episode of Firelessly Yours. I sincerely hope you enjoyed the conversation with Saad and his amazing insights. For those of you who would like to ask any questions, please feel free to reach out on social media. We're available on our channels. And before you tune out, please remember to rate and review this episode on your favorite podcast platform. Wirelessly Yours. Dear listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to Wirelessly Yours on your favorite podcast app. We are available on all popular platforms, including Anrami, Apple, and Spotify. Your opinion matters to us, so leave us a review with your feedback and stay tuned for more. Wirelessly Yours.